they don't know how this is happening. The blood is being drained. Mm-hmm. There's no blood anywhere. They can't even find, like, blood on the cow. Well, I guess the question we must ask ourselves in a situation like this is, who drinks bull's blood? Who? I, I don't know. I'm asking oh. you. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Uh, Texas, correct. I'm just going to start off with some penis news. Okay. This is a penis news we can all get behind. Penis okay. news, member on the move, dick updates, scrotum stories. Texas cracks down on dick pics. Big news, sending an unsolicited DP is illegal now in Texas, and it's punishable by a $500 fine. Good. Full stop. It says, you might be wondering why Texas. I, I was wondering why yeah. Texas. Because it seemed like that would be the one place it would be like, like, you don't want them, don't look. Yeah, right. Texas. Because um, they're normally about, you know, loosening restrictions and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's because the female-focused dating app Bumble is based in Texas and Austin, and they lobbied for it to be passed. Okay. Um, if indecent exposure is a crime on the streets, then why not on your phone or computer? Actually, something I hadn't thought about before. Yeah. Even though we talk about it, and obviously it's a, sometimes, unfortunately, is a feature in our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah, you can't just whip it out in public. Why do people think it's okay to whip it out, take a picture of it, and send that whipped-out picture yeah. to someone? Yeah, exactly. It's the same yeah. thing. Um, Bumble's founder, Whitney Wolf Hurd, which is the best name ever, yeah. Whitney Wolf Hurd, asked Texas lawmakers, we have to call on you because as tech companies, we can only do so much. They agreed and they got bipartisan support. Cyber Flashing Act, mm-hmm. uh, which went into effect a couple of weeks ago, doesn't just apply to men it, uh, sending DPs. It bans electronic transmission of unwanted visual material. Depicting any person's quote unquote intimate parts. Yeah. <laughs> intimate. <laughs> and the quote unquote covered genitals of a male person that are in a discernibly turgid state. Discernibly <laughs> turgid. Yes. That's the name of another band. Yes. Not my band. The no. Cyber Flashing Act um, is inclusive in its wording um, and it wasn't passed. To it doesn't specifically say that you can't send, I guess, what would be called a VP mm-hmm. to men, but it's implied, and yeah. that has not become an issue. Yeah, no one. I'm yet to hear a man complaining about getting a vagina pic. Yeah, um, I think a lot of them wouldn't know what what they were looking at in some cases. Yeah, to be quite like, honest, like you'd have to you'd have to photograph it in the right way. Yeah, before someone is like, "What is this? A hairbrush? Like, you know, like what's going on? <laughs> a hairbrush? You know what I mean? It doesn't have the same." Right. Effect, right, necessarily. Right. Um, although back in 2015, a woman called Carrie Quinn decided to send 40 unexpected pictures of a vagina to men on Bumble. She hoped turning the tables on them would help make the men see how invasive mm-hmm. it is. As it turned out, most of the men just wanted to meet her. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what she was thinking. Yeah, but I, I think it wasn't even her... It wasn't even her labia. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't was, her. She, she was just sending a picture. She was sending a picture. It wasn't hers. And just seeing the, the reaction. And they were like, oh, hee hee. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's meet. Um, so, unsolicited DPs are, are we part of modern life? 
We're, um, I'm not a young woman. It, I think it more affects young women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it says 53% of young women say they've been sent them, and 70% consider it to be, um, consider online harassment in general to be a major problem. And I bet those other 30% are like me, are barely online. Yeah. It's the only reason why I haven't been harassed as much as I would have been is because I exited a lot of online yeah. platforms like five, six years ago because I didn't like the way that it was going. Yeah. I don't like being poked. Oh yeah, they hate contacted by a random, a random dude that who remembered my name and googled me from year. You know what I mean, like yeah, a yeah. colleague, because my name is easy to to find. Yeah, like things like that. I was like, no, no thanks. Or people just jumping in and you know dropping end bombs, things like that. I'm like, I don't uh, have time for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't have time for that. Um, so lately, it's that wolf herd says it feels like men and women are being told that this is a increasingly common problem, but it's no big deal. And she's saying it's not. It is a big deal. It's not funny. People uh, should not expect women to laugh this sort of thing off. It's not humorous, mm-hmm. right? It's as I think by making it calling it cyber flashing, it puts the the um, the idea in someone's head that it's not fun. Because mm-hmm. when you think about being flashed in public, it's not. I've been flashed a couple times, and I was, frankly, I was annoyed and a little nervous because I'm like, are they going to do something else? Yeah, because it's not, it's not it's normal a social yeah. interaction, so it's telling you that something else is going on Exactly. Here, and you don't know what. And you don't know what else is going to happen. You don't know if that person is going to follow with physical violence mm-hmm. or if it's going to turn into a stalking thing. And I'm not a paranoid person, but yeah, if someone whips open their coat and there's... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like just another day. Yeah, like and there was a plan there. They have, they have something in mind of mm-hmm. what it is that they're going to do. Um, so the, the UK is also taking steps to criminalize online flashing. And they said the law, of course, it has a long way to go before tackling digital harassment. But this is the beginning of it. And I think that it's, um, it's important for younger men to know that this is not something that you can do. Mm-hmm. So no more DPs. There was also an interesting thing in the, the news. There was a guy who sent um, a dick pic to a transgender woman who sent her dick pic back. Yep. Nice. <laughs> and the guy, of course, was freaked out by it. He's like, hey, you know, what's good for the goose? Yeah, this is it. This right. is it. Right. And the woman was beautiful. I saw the picture yeah, yeah, of her. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, really? It was her story. Yeah. She was like, all right. And here we go. <laughs> right back at you, bro. Yeah. Right back at you. Because it's not necessarily threatening to get a vagina or a, or a labia. Mm-mm. But like when, when someone sends... A, penis yeah it's a different it's intent. a different thing it's a power move. but he got a penis back so there you go yeah and he wasn't happy no he wasn't happy about it oh he should have been he seemed like a lovely woman yeah they could have started something up right they like exchanging dick pics yeah exactly hey if you're into that's what i'm saying then... he found someone who was into it yeah <laughs> here's another one you like sending. yeah here's another person who likes to send a dick pic yeah you have something in common you already have something in common. you have two things in common now yeah you know? <laughs> All right, what do you have? All right, this is going around, everybody. Okay. okay. Not one drop of blood. Cattle huh? mysteriously mutilated in Oregon. Really? That's the name of the article. It's Chupacabra. Sorry, I said this a bit out there. I was so excited. No, Chupacabra? No, Chupacabra. Okay. So what's happening? Chupacabra uh, not even mentioned in the article? No. In NPR. No. This is what's happening. Uh, Boring to the last. They uh, found um, there were a bunch of cattle that were dead. A bunch of cattle. I'm just laughing. A herd of cattle. Over the years, you've done these cattle stories, and we haven't had one in a while. Frozen cattle. 
Oh, right. Oh, cattle, like stuck that. at a restaurant or something. Well, there is several cattle. <laughs> several cows. Okay. Or, or bulls, actually. Um, that were found dead. Okay, so coming upon one of the dead bulls is an eerie scene. The forest is hot and still, apart from a raven's repeating caw. Caw! The bills look like giant deflated plush toys. It they didn't smells. need to go there. Weirdly, there's no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. Mm-hmm. The red coat because is shiny. Because the NPR showed up and bored them to death. coat is shiny as if it were going to the fair, but he is bloodless and his tongue and genitals have been surgically cut out. Excuse me? Yes. Okay, I'm. Re- it's not Chupacabra. I'm going to go with Wendigo. Yeah, so they're, these are breeding bulls and the animals were worth about 6000 Now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm offended. S- I'm offended that they're talking about the dollar value. Yeah. And they're... Um, but the... I mean, I'm assuming... Cause you said the genitals were cut out? Mm-hmm. In order for the... The value of this cow to be realized, the genitals have to be attached to the cow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think. Yeah. So these were breeding bulls. Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of future calves that were lost, too. It's a mob hit. Yeah, right? So in this remote country, you know, so it could have been somebody who was doing that. But this frontier, if they had, like, in the frontier, and if some person or persons had the ability to take down a 2,000-pound um, range bull, it's not inconceivable that they wouldn't have a lot of problems dealing with a 180-pound cowboy. Oh. You know? Okay. So it's like they don't know how this is happening. The blood is being drained. Mm-hmm. There's no blood anywhere. They can't even find, like, blood on the cow. Well, I guess the question we must ask ourselves in a situation like this is who drinks bull's blood? Who? I, I don't know. I'm asking oh. you. <laughs> I said this is the question we have to ask ourselves. Who who needs bull tongue, mm-hmm. bull genitals, genitals and, bull. and bull's blood? That's uh, if you if you come up with the answer to that NPR. Yeah. Well, now the you have your culprits. Theories abound. Okay. A lot of people lean toward aliens. Huh? Uh, the, the, where else do they lean? Yeah. He said Why that the not alien Chupacabra? ship would kind of beam up the cow, do whatever they're going to do with it, and then just drop them from a great height. Why? Why would they drop it at all? They don't want to. They they don't like a nice leather coat, a pelt. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know it's so not very Native American of them. <laughs> I now using every part of the yes. animal. And there's no credible leads. There's no other evidence. They don't know what's going on, and they're they're whiteboarding these ideas, like trying to come up with something. It's it's not bears. It's not wolves. It's not cougars or poisonous plants. Why why would a why would those things even be on the list? What would what, a bear what, do with the genitals? What it normally kills like a cow or a bull. And then takes his genitals and tongues home as a as a trophy? Have you seen the movie Predator? Is that involved? Nor the Was animals, it hot? the animals were not shot. Okay. Um the FBI doesn't will not confirm if they're looking into it or not. <laughs> that means they are. Yeah. Yeah, they, there's no tracks around them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to... Well... just... And there's no blood, and it's really it's really strange, because anything that they can think of that would do this naturally... Mm-hmm. So let's... Like even a human being Let's going there. analyze what might... Let's reconstruct this. Okay. It's a perfect crime, because it happened sometime before now, no one saw mm-hmm. it, right? So I think that these animals were 
drugged, mm-hmm. removed from the fields, mutilated in some way, the genitals were removed, the tongue was removed. Is there maybe there's something they needed to test on those parts of the animal? Mm-hmm. Um, they drained all the blood out of it and then they returned it uh, to create mystery, possibly. Mm-hmm. To threaten someone mm-hmm. or to throw the scent off of what they're what it is that they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably a very I don't want to say banal explanation mm-hmm. for this, but you know, so I think you have to think about who needs blood, who would use have a, a space to extract blood mm-hmm. and use blood, probably an abattoir. Mm-hmm. They probably maybe they did it somewhere where they couldn't dispose of the body. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It sounds like some kind of experimentation to me because mm-hmm. they took the tongue and the and the genitals and the, and the genitals. And if these were breeding bulls, these, yeah, these it, were breeding bulls. So they like they're that. only breeding bulls that were mutilated, right? Yeah. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, but this isn't the first time I've heard this. This happened like a couple of years ago too, and everyone forgot about it because I was just like, "Is this back?" And I looked at the timing on the article, and it's current. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Wow, is that this is happening?" That's interesting because it seems that the uh, the unifying factor here is you. <laughs> <laughs> I like this mystery. I want to follow follow up on this. Yeah, this is it's yeah, it's definitely. I would think, yeah, Some, somebody is trying to send them a message yeah. and scare them. Or Plus, to, they need whatever. Yeah, and if they totally, if they took the genitals, for, and it's it's providing an economic hardship for this, who's yeah. the enemy of this guy who owns them, um, or it's like a diversion for something else. Because if they didn't return the bodies, there would be a search for them, mm-hmm. and people would start asking about... You know, maybe they would have been able to track down who took these bulls, or maybe mm-hmm. these bulls were seen. Yeah, but since they've returned them, the idea, I guess, is that the bulls never left the area, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't. They, they, there's no tracks there, but I mean, obviously, that's not difficult. You could airlift to do them. Yeah, you could airlift a bull, um, and that seems like the best way to get it in and out. And you wouldn't even have to. I mean, you could airlift it, and this is really far afield. You could airlift it to a truck, to a flatbed, not that far away, mm-hmm. to the road. You could airlift it, you know, a quarter of a mile. To a road to that a road. doesn't leave track. That, yeah, so you don't have to leave any tracks. So you go there. Just to be clear, people, we did not do this. So they go there with, like, <laughs> some kind of tranquilizer. Yeah. Shoot them from a distance. Mm-hmm. Get them to fall. Airlift them to the road. Yeah, airlift them to the road. Take them away, and then do the reverse and bring yeah. them back. Okay, solved. Just who? Or they come in, pick them up, lead them out normally using regular tracks, and then drop them off in another location. They only use the airlift to return them. Mm-hmm, Who mm-hmm. knows? Because a mutilated, bloodless bull with, with no dick and no tongue is probably not as heavy mm-hmm. as it was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That's interesting. I like this story. Yeah. Bull tails. <laughs> cool. What do you have? You're like, it's happening again. 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 So you play bass keys, drums, guitar, sing lead or rap, horns too. Looking for a place to go, Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 12. Funkadelic Studios, y'all. Fully equipped rehearsal studio. It's got everything you need to jam. What you waiting on? 209 West 40th Street. Come one, come all, and you can bring your bandmate, lover, or friend. Yeah, come prepare to jam. So I would be remiss uh, if I did not bring up something from the Hallmark Channel. Usually yes. I do a movie, 
review. Yes. Uh, of a film I have not seen, has not come out yet, and have no intention of seeing. But today I'm doing something different. What are you I doing? I have chosen a series that has come out yet that I have no intention of seeing and have not seen, and it's called The Good Witch. It's a Hallmark Channel original series. I didn't know that they did series. I didn't know either. Yeah, well, they do. So uh, this is <laughs> this one is called The Good Witch. All right. And it's Cassie Nightingale, played by Catherine Bell. Mm-hmm. Middleton's favorite enchantress and her young slash teenage daughter. It says young teenage. So oh, I guess young. 13? Okay. Her young teenage daughter, Grace, played by Bailey Madison, who shares that same special intuition as her mom, welcome Dr. Sam Radford, James Denton, and his son into town. No one is married. Mm-hmm. I love these. If you, if you move in, if you're single and you move in next to someone, they are also single on Hallmark. Um, when the New York transplants move in next to the Gray House, they are immediately spellbound by the mother-daughter duo next door. Ah. Ooga. But Sam and Cassie quickly find they may not see eye to eye. Who knew mm-hmm. that a bunch of New Yorkers and some local small town witches wouldn't see eye to eye. With her signature charm, Cassie attempts to bring everyone together, ensuring that all of Middleton is in for new changes, big surprises, and of course, a little bit of magic. (laughs) So this thing has been on for seasons, and I just wanted to just look at season one. Season one, uh, True Colors, and I love that they have a a name for each episode. I feel like that's classic. When Middleton's enchanting Good Witch Cassie receives devastating news about the future of the Bell Book and Candle. That's their store. Okay. So it's a small town, but they're all right with witches. Yeah. And a shop. Uh, the whole town comes together to prove a little bit of magic goes a long way. So everyone's in on it. Because it's a Hallmark show. It's a Hallmark show. Yeah. Together we stand. As winter, as the winter storm continues to pose a threat to all of Middleton, Cassie and Sam work together to save a life, and the crisis magically brings them closer together. Ah. The storm. So it's so going. When a blizzard threatens disaster in Middletown. So these are back-to-back episodes. Oh, my God. The first one was a storm. This one's a blizzard threatens disaster. Cassie must convince Sam to follow her intuition to help a young couple survive the storm. The truth are they outside? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> the truth about lies. Cassie's magic can't keep her away from Abigail's scheming, so they introduce another character. Okay. Uh, when truth becomes too hard to hide, Abigail continues to stir the pot. Mm. All in the family. Cassie's mischievous cousin Abigail is back in Middletown, forcing Cassie to attempt tough love as Sam and Grace are swept up in her spell. Abigail sounds like a troublemaker. (laughs) Yes, Abigail. I want to know what's going on with Abigail. Do the right thing. Trouble brews after Cassie's mystery guest, Ashley. Everyone's from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Ashley and another pair of visitors to Middletown shake things up in in time for the town's annual heritage ball. Then at the heritage ball, everyone's talking. Cassie is back to her bewitching ways as she welcomes a scared young woman to Grey House, only to find out she's being followed. And then, starting over again, like mother, like daughter, the enchanting Cassie Nightingale is back with daughter Grace by her side. Who the hell is Grace? Um, And together, spellbinding charm is no match for Middletown's newest neighbors. So this goes on. This is like... it goes on and on. It goes on and on. So it is a Hallmark Channel TV original series about these nice witches in a town. And then these New Yorkers move in next door. 
so I like how they have the wholesome aspect of the witch, mm-hmm. and the New Yorkers are still evil. This, yes, the New Yorkers are still evil, because yeah. they're from the city. They probably have dark hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a man and They probably son. talk fast. They probably talk fast. Walk fast. They, they walk quickly. Um, yeah, New York transplant, Dr. Sam Radford. Oh, yeah, so Dr. a doctor Sam. and a witch. And I'm sure, Radford. being a man of science, he is well into the whole witching thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Hallmark TV, who knows? They have three channels mm-hmm. now. Who can stop them? Right. I'm waiting for a Hallmark Noir, yeah. an African-American <laughs> Hallmark channel. I'm there for that. What, what do you have? Bougie I Tales. Have, I have Advice on Advice. All right, Advice on Advice is a segment that we haven't done for some time. in which We find advice on the internet that stinks. And it's unqualified. And we improve upon it by giving our stellar advice on advice, hence... Advice on Advice. Advice, on advice. Okay, this one is... This advice column is called Dear Hoopers. Okay. Who are the Hoopers? I have no idea. None of your business, really. Yeah. Just Hoopers is going to give out the advice. Yeah. Right, Dole out the charm. Here's the, here's the agony. All right. Dear Hoopers, my boyfriend let me borrow his iPad. Admittedly, I snooped, and I found 47 pictures he took a year ago before we started dating of his best friend's wife. Okay. In the pictures, she was passed out naked and drunk next to his best friend. Ooh. Wait a minute. It's not just his best friend's wife, though. It's a couple, right? Yeah. Okay. His Why best she... friend and the wife. She's naked. They're all both passed out. Yeah. They don't know he took the pictures. I also found a video he took of her secretly while she was getting out of the shower. He how? To, right. He used how? To, and this is how. He used to live with them okay. for three years. Sorry. And there was an obvious attraction between them that I noticed initially when we, we, he introduced me to the group. But she just... I tried to ignore it since I can't understand, since I can understand that a friendship develops when you live with someone for three years and it's normal to be attracted to other people. Not like that, though. However, since I found these pictures last night, I don't know how to react. Well, you should react like, you should say to yourself, bitch, I told you so. You're, you were trying, you were being warned. Yeah. And you knew something was up and you fobbed it off. One, it made me question his values and what he thinks is acceptable. Two, I don't know how he, I should be feeling around them or how I should look at this logically. She is the only attractive female he's had any other any type of friendship with where he was never able to sleep with her. Like, this is a good and looking... And you, you know that? You talked about that? Like, I've, dis- I've discussed with my husband our past relationships, but that's a weird statement to me. Yeah. The I'm attraction, sure yeah. there's some out there that he didn't get the bag. Yeah, the attraction between them is awkward, especially when I'm around because of how he looks at her. I brought it up, and he doesn't know... He looks at her in a certain way, but admitted that there is an attraction. It hurts to see him look at another female like this. Female. I know. In the initial months of me dating... All right. In the, in the initial months of me dating Jack, quote-unquote, I reached... <laughs> Why did they give him a I, fun name? I know. I reached out to the girl and tried to establish a friendship with her as well, but she declined all invitations to hang out. Several months later, the situation combusted in a night where I overheard her combusted. gossip... Combusted? Yeah, I overheard her gossip about me to her friends. I went home crying, and my boyfriend stated that gossip is a large dynamic of that girl group and that he understands. They probably were like, she a dumb bitch. Her man is looking at me up and down all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? I suspect she doesn't like me because she used to have, she's used to him giving her all the attention. 
No, she has no respect for you. And I'm the first serious girlfriend he had in six years. I confronted him about the pictures, and he said he didn't know why he took them. Huh? He disclosed that a year before his best friend and she got married, she drunkenly told him that it should have been him that she was with and not his friend. To my knowledge, nothing has physically happened, but he admits that he moved out because they were getting married. It became more difficult to be around her, and he would think about her a lot. This guy is his best friend. (laughs) And I would never ask him to stop seeing them or being around the group of people, but efforts Why? to have a friendship with her have not progressed, and she's still, and he is still very attracted to her. How do you, how would you handle this? Okay, I think there are a lot of different things going on here. There's a okay, yeah, There's a couple. Of, there's, there's two. So the one issue is, uh, you are ignoring your instincts. Uh-huh. You know that there's something wrong. That there's something going on between them. It doesn't matter if it's physical or not. Uh-huh. Um, and you know that both parties are aware of this. Mm-hmm. Probably the the best friend as well mm-hmm. is aware of it. And he may be into it or not care. You're coming into this this late. Yeah. So you don't know if this is some weird kind of Roman Polanski type of situation or what is going mm-hmm. on. Like that we you can we assume that those pictures were not consensual, mm-hmm. but we don't know what the relationship is. They were right. living together for a long right, time. Right, right, right. Maybe they have like a I said it could be a Roman Polanski thing, but it could also be a very a healthy, in their own terms, kind of a th- devil's three-way situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Two, these girls don't like you because they look at you as a dumb bitch. Yeah. Because, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's really hard to respect women when you see what they will accept. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, we don't, you know what I'm talking about. Which, uh, no, there's no respect for you. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing is like, or that she's go ahead. The other, the other thing is, why are you in this relationship? Yeah. Who cares? Move on. Like, there's a weird three. There's a weird thing going on with your boyfriend and his best mm-hmm. friend and his best friend's wife. Get out of there. Yeah, I say get out of there because, like, when you come in and then you start talking about it. This girl doesn't want you around. No, everything was fine. Everything was fine. There's a whole dynamic that you're messing up by being there. Not that you did it. It's intentional. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like her introduction in there. Who are you? And this guy, her boyfriend, is just like, let me just try something different. Yeah. And the off chance, and getting back to the, the, the photograph. And the off chance, let's be generous and say that photograph was consensual. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But if it's not, and you think it's not, now get out of there. Mm-hmm. Because this is a guy who re- doesn't have any boundaries, mm-hmm. doesn't respect women, doesn't respect other people's privacy. Or his friendship with the guy. And what's sexy about a woman passed out? Yeah. But, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. it's, the getting out of the shower thing, that's problematic as well. Although I don't know if, I can't be 100% sure that that woman didn't know that mm-hmm. was being videoed. Right. Would I would I would a big ass iPad? Yeah. Or you know, I know. <laughs> like how what is their apartment like? What is your bathroom like? Yeah. How big is how what is the setup? Is there any way in your apartment or a normal like urban apartment where someone could really film you well without you realizing it? Yeah. And like there has to be something going on between the two of them. And he's like, going, I'll get a girlfriend now and make her jealous. Yeah. It's like a whole Or, or I'll somehow, like, maybe that's a part of their kink. Yeah. Right? Bringing this third person in, mm-hmm. uh, fourth person in, to kind of mix it up a bit. Yeah. Like, to, to have some 
some, not espionage, but, you know, to have some excitement. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Or maybe they're hoping she'll be into it. Yeah. Maybe so, they're like, what's her problem? We got, like, a good thing going on here. So, lady, you think you are just got yourself a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. no. No, you, you have, have a, now a girlfriend and possibly a second boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then a whole pack of women who don't like you. Yeah, a bunch of women who think you're stupid. Yeah. Because, well, you're acting very foolish. Yeah. Here's the advice. What's the advice? There's a lot to unpack here. We <laughs> my, just did. Yeah, my biggest concern is the secret photos he he perpetrated on his ex-roommate and female friend. His secret nude photography of her and his friend is bordering on a sex crime. Just because he knows her and is attracted to her doesn't mean he has the right to secretly photograph her in compromising photos. I'm sure the legal standing of capturing and maintaining these photos depends on your state laws, but this is a big problem. Why hasn't she told... If she thinks that those those photographs were illicitly taken, mm-hmm. why hasn't she told that woman? Yeah. Isn't that woman in danger? Yeah. You know, that's what I would be thinking. Yeah, right. Right? If yeah. I thought that someone had pictures of you like that, I'd be like, well, I'm telling you, and I'm also going to the police. Yeah. So... There you go. Just thought I'd let you know. This is a big problem, not to mention creepy. In no way did she consent to having her nude likeness captured on his iPad. And you did say 47 photos. Oh, I blew right past that. Yeah. Of the same past outness? Yeah. That's not an accidental photo. That's a planned and executed photo shoot. He didn't respect her body and sexual boundaries enough to resist the temptation to take her photo when she didn't know, and he still has the photos a year later. Did he not even crop the man out of the picture? Mm. This implies to me that he lacks understanding of boundaries and may behave, believe that he has the ability to violate other boundaries when he desires. Okay. This is a big red flag for your future with him. Even if you are able to dismiss the seriousness of this incident now, his poor boundaries around these photos and his general poor handling of the relationship suggest a strong possibility of bad decisions in the future. If it is possible, he can learn a lot from this violation, but he, he will need to make big changes in order to do so. When you first brought this up to him, it makes him up to him. It seems like it caught him off guard and he doesn't have a response, although not surprised, as I'm sure his ex-roommate would be if they find out. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So there, we're kind of on the yeah. same wavelength with the Hoopers. Yeah. It is time to talk about it again with him. Mm-hmm. It is up to you how to proceed. But if I were in your shoes, I would take some serious steps I would discuss how creepy I find this and how concerned I am about him secretly photographing his ex-roommates. I would discuss the importance of consent and respecting others' boundaries. Would you discuss... I'm asking you. Would you have that discussion with him or would you simply tell her, report it, and get out of there? I'd be out of the relationship. Yeah, I don't don't know if... I mean, I hear what they're saying about having a discussion about it, but I think that this is far gone. This isn't a quick... One snap here or a peek there. This is seems like this is um, emblematic mm-hmm. of what this guy does. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not the first time. Yeah, I would. I I personally, I would not be in the relationship anymore. No, I'd, I'd get out gone. of there. I'd be gone. I don't even know how far I would. I would, in telling the 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 other woman and the boy, the boyfriend. <laughs> the, yeah, the guy, whatever. Is, whatever. Yeah, I would tell them what's going on. I, yeah. Know, maybe up front with everybody and be like, I'm out because of these reasons. I think I would feel obligated to say something to her mm-hmm. about the photograph because I would want to know if someone had pictures like that of me. 
And we don't know what he's planning on doing with those pictures. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that it's for himself. But, you know, there is revenge. Mm-hmm. It's not women be, it's not porn. Yeah, but I guess it's like revenge porn. Like mm-hmm. posting nude photos of women in compromising positions as an act of revenge mm-hmm. or as blackmail or something like that. Like, I'd, I'd want to, I'd tell her and then I'd be like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Be like, if, be like, look, if, if this is your thing. If this I, is your I, thing, and, fine. And, and you all know about it and it's a thing, yeah, then you do great. your thing. But yeah. to me, I'm not involved in yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. So. I would, keep, I would look and see if there's any pictures of me on that iPod or iPad as well. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, yeah, I'd get, like, the maybe the police involved. That's what that. I'm saying. I would consider, I might consider contacting the police because that's creepy. Yeah. And he did a video. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. Which, it takes a lot of setup. Yeah. And that's only that's what she found. God knows what yeah. he has saved on some other on, de- on, yeah. a, on a separate device. Yeah, you're right. You might be dealing with a psycho. I would be willing to enter therapy with. This is now the the advice person is saying. Okay. I would be willing to enter therapy with him to bring an outside perspective on how problematic this is and to discuss how to move forward. From Just this. dating, no therapy. Anything less than this, I believe, is disrespecting yourself in the future. I think it's way beyond that. I wouldn't even go into therapy. I, this was I think I'd no be like, therapy. no, he needs to, like... If he, uh, he I, I might suggest, if I were even going to speak to that person, mm-hmm. that he talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, that's a different... Yeah, I, I might just get up and leave. Mm-hmm. Like, if I saw something like that, that is a, a sign to me that I need to like physically and mentally just be away from that person mm-hmm. because that's not that I don't I don't want to be around people like yeah, that. Yeah, you're like somebody who's going to put you in danger in yeah. this in this respect and disrespect you. That's not a relationship. I mean, it's it's kind of one of these things where we're we it's hard not to become desensitized to mm-hmm. it, but taking photographs of somebody in a compromising position is not it's not cool. Mhm. Like, when we were young, if someone had snapped a picture of us when we were, you know, naked and passed out, that was serious. Yeah. It was not funny. It's not a prank. And I think it was because it's so easy to do it nowadays. It's prevalent and Mm -hmm. it's kind of becoming, you know... Not that it's becoming destigmatized, but it's becoming normalized. It's... I'd like to say... Instead of saying normalized, I like to say it's common. It happens a lot, but it's not normal behavior. By normalize, I mean, like, I think of normalizing as trying to make something seem like it's... Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, And that's what I don't want this to become. Yeah. It's it's bad. 47 pictures is obsessive. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like that one. Hey, you know it is a free podcast, free of charge, F-O-C. Free as a bird, free, free falling even. Well, it's free for listeners. We put a lot of hard work into this. Editing and online hosting is frankly thirsty work. It gets pretty dry in this studio. And you know we love a tasteful white wine. If you like our style, consider buying a gala drink. We've added a PayPal donation button to heyyouknowit.com so you can show us some love with a one-time or recurring donation to cover a little something from the vine. For $5, you'll be hooking us up with a happy hour glass of tasteful white wine, a four-ounce pour. For a 10 spot, we can split a bottle of wine from the bodega across the street. For $15, we can kick it with a jug because who are we kidding? For $25, you'll be making our dreams come true with a box of tasteful white wine concealed with a mylar skin mmm box of wine so 
right. we are back in the studio with resident intuitive and tarot card reader, Marcy Currier. Welcome. Hello. Welcome, Marcy. And yes. it's November. And it's, you know, the Thanksgiving. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's It's, it's that holiday kickoff. We're about to slide right on into Kwanzaa. I know everyone's waiting for Kwanzaa this year. Yeah. It's going to be huge. So (laughs) it's a a stressful time of year for a lot of people. There's not only the holidays to contend with, um, but there's also life in general. Gatherings. And people are dark out. It's getting dark out. The time has changed, and Thanksgiving comes up, and people are constantly telling you, you better be grateful. Yeah, you better be grateful. Thanksgiving, be thankful. Yeah, so be grateful. How do you how do you cultivate? I mean, that? I think like we know that gratitude, like we feel better when we're grateful than when we don't, right? Like, yeah. Like it just it, and you know, like when it comes over you every now and then, you'll kind of have that spontaneous moment of like, oh my god, and usually it'll bring tears to your eyes, mm-hmm. and it just it feels so good. It's so hard at this time of year, especially and even throughout the year, because people on social media are posting things that making their lives look tremendous. And That's amazing. what they think. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm putting it out there, and I've been saying this a lot that one thing social media has done for me it is is made me more grateful because the people who I wasted time envying when I was younger I see their life and I don't want that mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so I feel like I, know, I feel but grateful is, but this is a, you know? a thing that happens no to I know it's people. a thing but how they should yeah. look at worse people well and also like I think anyone that's done like spiritual work there's this it's so the difference between we can kind of look at the difference between spirituality and religion is that it's the difference between the realization of a truth and the imposition of a truth right mm-hmm. so there's the like we realize that feeling grateful feels really good. And so then we try to, like, canonize that into, you should be more grateful. Yeah. Yes. Which right. I hate. Which sucks. Making because you feel guilty. You yeah. feel shitty, and then you're, like, now you're a bad person because you're not grateful. Yes. You know, and especially, I think, like, in our country, uh, even the worst of us have things to be grateful for. You know sure. what I mean? Like, even those of us in the worst circumstances have it pretty good. You can good. think about something that right. warms your and heart so in some way. so when we try to make ourselves be grateful when we don't feel grateful, we just usually feel ashamed. Yeah. Because we're like, I'm, well, you're an man, I'm an asshole. Which is the like, worst yeah. thing you could be as an Indian. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Right? Totally. And so, um, like, I, I encourage it as a practice. If you are feeling shitty and kind of trying to feel grateful, or if it, if it hasn't occurred to you, you know, gratitude is sort of a fix-all for a bad day. Um, that little technique of just don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, kind of gently think of things that might instigate some gratitude, and don't don't get stuck on any one thing. You know, if, if you, like, think, oh, I'm grateful for my job. I hate my job. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you'll get somewhere. And just, it, like, that's my favorite technique for that because it is a good idea to cultivate a feeling of gratitude when we are in a bad space. It doesn't work to try to impose that, you know, with force upon ourselves. It's and also free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are so many things to be unhappy about. Like, yes. it's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy to do that. Yeah. yeah you like, have anything to, like, I practice. see, basically, when I walk outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if you've ever met someone who's pretending that they're grateful for everything when they're absolutely miserable. I would like to punch those people in the yeah. throat. Yeah. So let's, let's, not, let's not become those yeah. people. Like, let's like not hashtag blessed. Oh. No, you're going to forget no. that. But what hashtag I like to do, I have a little book by the side of my bed, and every morning I write three things I'm grateful for, and at night three things. Nice. And, and that, that works? Well, yeah, because it's like you sit down, you have just a few minutes to, to do that. It's just three. You don't have to go off on mm-hmm. it. They're as simple as, like, oh, my air conditioning. 
mm-hmm. the lock on my door. Thank yeah. God. You know, I can lock everything And lately out. that air conditioning piece has been real. Oh, right, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, and this delicious watermelon that I got that was so sweet. So no, that's I it. I a piece of watermelon. So it's November, and... Thanksgiving is, is upon us. Yes. Um, we want to ask the cards, uh, in terms of thinking about this exercises and gratitude, uh, what is the, the next step, I guess, for that? Let's do, like, what do we... Um, like collectively, just a way yeah. to, to tap to, uh, in to collectively gratitude. to shift into gratitude as yeah. a, as a, as a thank you because that was vague. Yeah. <laughs> How do we collectively shift into gratitude? Yeah. By the way, Marcy has a beautiful deck of cards here. Dreaming Way Tarot. Who's it by? Me to say the author. I can't see this. Rome well. Choi. Rome Choi. Very beautiful. Yes. Well, what comes up is that remember that gratitude is a teaching. You know that this is something that like if you. Go to the masters who, you know, kind of have met with and understood the nature of reality that like we, we know that that's a thing. Like that's always gratitude is always there for us to connect with and tap into. And we need to remember that what the cards say is the difficulty in connecting with gratitude is actually deeply connected to patriarchy. Because if you think about it, it makes sense, right? There's the, the yin, which is the receiving aspect. And then the yang the getting aspect, and we're in a patriarchal society. We're so focused on getting, 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 yeah. That we don't really take a lot of time to connect with how good it feels to have what we've got, and it's also like, like Sheryl Crow spoke about. We didn't need to do anything to deserve it. It's just there for us. You know what I mean? When that's a tough concept nowadays. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, Yogi Berra said, you get what you deserve, whether you deserve it or not. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And the, like, the idea that just by being born, we have something to be grateful for. Because, you know, the whole sort of kind of patriarchal bent has eroded our relationships with our mothers and with with the planet. And we're nodding our heads. Yeah, which is our mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so then we're, we get busy trying to, like, assert things and know things and be in charge of things. And there's something deeply humbling about gratitude, right? When we go into a space of gratitude, it's like, oh, I'm this big. Mm-hmm. Because the feeling is so huge. And um, it basically <clears throat> results in a, in a loss of control or a lack of control. So when we think about, like, why would I ever not be grateful? Mm-hmm. It feels so good. It's so obvious that we all have things to be grateful for. Why would I spend time anywhere else but there? That's why. Because there, there's a um, humility that is, like, innately a part of it. Um, and the advice is, like, to kind of step into this, is to just see that we're not perfect and that, that a feeling of gratitude will round out our feelings. Like, when we're not feeling grateful, we're missing something. Okay. Okay. And so be just being like, oh, I want a fuller experience. As opposed to I need to be a good person and be grateful yeah. as a good person. So you're at, you're adding gratitude to what you already have going on to complete yourself right. as opposed to that not being trying the goal. To improve your own experience. Yeah. Not trying to be a good person. That's a waste of time. 
That's interesting because I think that the gratitude piece, or like the hashtag blessed and all this kind of stuff, it's like you're trying to show that gratitude towards someone or something mm-hmm. like else. Showing it's, them it's that external. Yeah. That's, a, that's As also opposed to just being yeah. gratified. Right. That saying, right. like, I'm, I'm the good person and I'm just so advanced that yeah, I know I'm yeah. that I know I appreciate. And all these things that are mine. Maybe you don't have them, but I have Yeah, but them. I do, and yeah. I'm And that's, like, that's, and that's the, patriarchal. That's the patriarchal yeah. right. piece of, of being focused on doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, behaving in a way where I'm doing gratitude as opposed to, like, receiving and experiencing the feeling of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. That's, that's really a very great. interesting way. Okay. All right, well, thank you very thank much. You, if people are looking to connect with you, where can they find you? Metamarcy.com, M-E-T-A-M-A-R-C-Y.com. Cool. And they can text me, 860-823-8605. All right, thanks for coming in. Thank, Thank you. Marcy. Thank you. I have something here. Sometimes we report on fad diets. Mm-hmm. This was one I had actually not heard of. Um, it was popular with Steve Jobs, and you see how that turned out for him. The fruitarian diet. The fruitarian. Have you heard about this? It's exactly what it sounds okay. like. It came into the limelight, limelight almost a decade ago after it was disclosed that Steve Jobs spent some time following it. I mean, he's dead so I don't know, that should not bolster, yeah. like, this diet. Um, so what did he eat as a fruitarian? It's a subset of veganism, but much more, much stricter, obviously, just fruits. Just mm-hmm. fruits. Um, you No dairy, no meat, no nuts, legumes, grains, no, uh, and vegetable con- uh, con- consumption is kept to a minimum. Okay. The only thing you can really eat is fruit. That's it. Uh, okay. There obviously it's not good. Nutritionists say that wild fruit is very nutritious, and but but I also think that people don't remember about fruit. It's it's also really high in sugar. Yeah. You remember Jamba Juice? They're no longer. Yeah. But they used to. It was like thirty two ounces of just sugar. Yeah. Um, oh, those were delicious. They were, but it was like not. It's not good for not you. good for you. It's too much of anything is not healthy. It's unsustainable. But if you're eating just fruit, if you're having a fruitarian diet, you're missing nutrients that are occurring in other food groups. And also your body, while fruits do have a lot of energy and vitamins and, and vitamins and minerals, your body can't take them in all at once. Mm-hmm. So you just pee them right out. Okay. So the major it's not like uh, things that are fat-soluble vitamins that will hang out in your body for mm-hmm. a while and, like, process. You're also not really getting any protein. So while you're getting a lot of vitamin C, most of it is going right to the toilet. Um Ashton Kutcher, when he... I didn't see the movie Steve Jobs. I don't know if you did. There were two mm-hmm. that came out. One was with um, the guy who thinks he's attractive. I think Jude Law. Okay. And the other one was with Ashton Kutcher. And <laughs> they came out at the same time. He he tried the fruit diet when he was preparing for his role. because I, I mean, he can act, but I think mm. maybe he read the term method acting somewhere. So he decided to like kind of become Steve Jobs. Oh, God. And okay. so he only ate fruit. Uh, for the month leading up to but the, that's not, okay. he only ate fruit for the month leading up to to the filming, and he two days before he collapsed, it was hospitalized. Way to go! Mm-hmm. Um, I was doubled over in pain. My pancreas levels were completely out of whack, which was terrifying, considering everything. Says oh. Pressure. Right, pancreas, mm-hmm. pancreatic cancer, yep. right? Wasn't that the thing? Okay. Uh, so, congrats on preparing for their role. So, anyways, here are some of the things that come if you if you're a fruitarian long term. Obviously, <laughs> death is one of the um, side effects, but a weakened immune system, mm. susceptibility to injury, decrease in bone density, oh, and you look at pictures of Steve Jobs towards the end. He was looking bad. Yeah. 
Um, anemia, fatigue, and hair loss. If you have diabetes or other blood sugar issues or conditions, it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, nutrition is about balance, right? They say it's not sexy, but that's how it is. I fruitarian, mm-hmm. really? Like that doesn't even sound right. And what? And what? Like situation will we be in as humans where all we have is a fruit? Fruit only. Yeah. No vegetables. No No. grubs, no eggs. I can understand being in a situation where you don't have uh, certain types of meat, like cows. Like, they're not everywhere. Pigs, goats, whatever. Maybe you just have birds and you have fish. But just fruit? Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's a choice. And he, one month and he was in the hospital. That's scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Congrats. I haven't seen Steve Jobs, the Jobs movie called Jobs, or there's another Steve Jobs movie. I had never had any interest in Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, fruitarian. Mm. And I can't, apparently he maintained that till the end. Stubborn. Yeah. He could still be alive, I guess. Yeah, he probably could be. Take if care he care of himself. He, 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 but you know, he knows everything, so. Yeah. Don't tell a white guy what to do. Yes. They know everything. They know everything. Look, he invented a lot of technology stuff, so surely he's also a doctor. He probably wore a lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knows right. how to wear a stethoscope. He knows everything. Don't. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.